Welcome to today's episode of We the People with Gracie Payne. I'm your host, Gracie Payne. Today we're going to be discussing current events, politics, and everything you need to know about America going on right now, and also the world. I'm so excited to get it started. Over the weekend, Canadian-born Neil Young made a statement about Joe Rogan and saying that he wants to have his music removed from Spotify if Joe Rogan will house their his podcast. And now Spotify had taken off his music and basically said, no, we're going to keep Joe Rogan on there, which is a smart thing to do for on Spotify's part because they don't want to get rid of a 10... Sorry, not a $10 million, $100 million investment on Joe Rogan and his podcasts. When you think about it, Joe Rogan is bringing so much money to Spotify because Joe, Rog- Joe Rogan's not on YouTube anymore. He doesn't really have another platform besides Spotify. So it would make sense for them to keep Joe Rogan as that's bringing their followers on. However, like some other artists that not, not a lot of Gen Z people know. <laughs> Um, are starting to want their music pulled as well, as Joe Rogan's podcast is still on there. And I think it's interesting. I think the only reason they would pull Joe Rogan from there is if he was caught as a serial killer. Like, they're not getting rid of him anytime soon, and they have no reason to. He's done nothing wrong but express what worked for him and fighting COVID, which it's different for everyone. I know a lot of people who have been greatly recovered or have greatly recovered from COVID because of ivermectin and that's something that doctors are prescribing a lot of people don't think that they are but doctors are prescribing it which is amazing they should be prescribing treatments that actually work instead of treatments people the the science says that they want you to work so I just think that's so interesting that they're trying to get rid of Joe Rogan and He's uncancelable, I'm sorry. Thing is, Joe Rogan's not even conservative. He's endorsed Bernie Sanders. He's pretty moderate. He's fairly moderate. So I think a lot of the people in the conservative movement really love Joe Rogan now is because he's asking questions instead of saying, follow this narrative, follow this narrative. He's saying, This is I am gonna question this and I'm going to learn with you. And Listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, it's like, it's a learning experience together. They talk about stuff on there that everyone just learns. And I think it's so fascinating to watch that unravel. Not only classic, I I wouldn't say classic. Well, I would say older (laughs) ones that Gen Z people would know. They're not the only ones trying to openly cancel Joe Rogan. Biden's Surgeon General just said that Spotify and other social media networks need to do better with combating COVID misinformation and referring to Joe Rogan. How is this? How are we okay with this again? There's nothing okay with a government official openly calling for the silence of opposing views. When have you seen anyone in the Trump administration call for that when have you seen that for anyone and a lot of people are saying we're burning the flag well that's that's still that's not the same thing we're not calling for you to be deplatformed we're calling for you to 
hey, like, maybe you shouldn't do this and have more respect for the flag. But we're not calling for you to be deplatformed. And I feel like a lot of people on the left need to make a bigger issue about this and need to stand with us on this because what if it was them? Would we do the same for them and stand up for their rights? Because I know a lot of people, especially Second Amendment supporters, say that they support your right as well to, to own and carry a firearm. Is that going to go both ways? And I think it goes both ways. I know if it was roles were reversed, I would be totally standing up and saying, hey, this is unconstitutional. We have a little constitution right here where if you go to, let me go to the Bill of Rights real quick. All right. So it says, Amendment 1, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people to, pe- the right of the people peacefully to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. This is what we are looking for. This constitution right here, and I have two of these in my desk. One actually, I think, is in my car. You know. You never know when you might need a constitution at hand. They're pretty valuable to have. Um, I just think it's so interesting how people are coming out and saying all this stuff, but they're... Yeah, it's just... It's crazy to me how freedom of speech is really becoming rare. And it shouldn't be rare. Freedom of speech should be something that we celebrate for both sides because i've noticed people on the alt-right and i don't use the term alt-right a whole lot there's some people i will say like who are very 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 far right and those people believe that the we should have more laws regulating speech of people on the left And some people will say, no, they don't believe this. But I've actually seen people bring this up and saying it would be a lot better. Our society would be a lot better if we restricted freedom of speech or we did this all this stuff. And I just can't. I just thought, how are we any different? What makes us different from the left in this if this is what we truly believe? It doesn't make us different. It makes us the same. And that's equally as wrong as the left doing it. So I'm calling for people to not, to stand up for freedom of speech no matter who it is. Because our founding fathers not only gave us that right, but they told the government that we cannot, they cannot do this. And we the people need to stand up against this. What I think is funny is how people are calling Trump the fascist president while people in the Biden administration are literally calling for people to be deplatformed from social media. Isn't that interesting? That just feels interesting to me because when has Trump ever tried to restrict someone's freedoms and do not say freedom to choose with abortion because you do not have that freedom? I will do another episode on that with a whole constitutional interpretation of abortion. Because Trump hasn't done anything to restrict these rights. I I can't think of anything. 
I genuinely can't. And some people might interpret, oh, he was tough on illegal immigrants. Well, you don't have a right to be here in this country. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. There's a process you have to go through. And also, there was a lot of benefit with having a strong border. Because look at our border now in, our, in with Mexico. It's terrible. People are being let in. And not just from Mexico. From 120 different countries. People are coming in our border. And they say, oh, the border's been at its lowest point. No! Border crossings are skyrocketing. And it's all because we have an open border. We need to restrict it. A lot of people think we need to do a moratorium on immigration. And I'm, I'm a little conflicted on that because I believe that America is a, is a nation of immigrants. And I strongly believe that. That's one of my biggest beliefs with that. But we might need it because of COVID and... And the crime and the fentanyl, especially the drugs that are being passed up the border and the sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. People will say it's not, a, it is a fake epidemic, but it's very real. Over a million kids are in the sex trafficking industry right now in the world. That's not a fake epidemic, but that's another rant for another day. Still waiting to hear on how Trump is a fascist dictator. Because you can totally vote out fascist dictators, right? Last I checked, that's what a dictator is. You can vote them out. They don't have control. There's checks and balances. Is that not a dictator? Oh, no. That's not a dictator. A dictator is someone you can't get rid of, for one. And they would make your life a living hell. Trump did not make your life a living hell by posting tweets. Biden's making life a living hell with the high gas prices, high inflation, and people will say he has nothing to do with it, but he has everything to do with that, making us energy dependent on other countries. He's saying jobs are skyrocketing, like the job growth is up. No, people are just getting back jobs. They're getting jobs back. That's not increase of jobs that's making up for that. just a lot of different people i think the reason people are so keen on biden is the only reason they voted for him was because he wasn't trump let's be real because the media especially in 2020 that was such a year you had covid that hit you had the black lives matter riots you had so many things that were happening and a lot of people were being blinded by who Joe Biden really was and Hunter Biden and all this stuff. And they've done some polls that show that if some people knew about Joe Biden and what happened with the Hunter Biden's laptop and all the stuff with Ukraine, then they would have reconsidered their vote. <sighs> they say there's no media bias, but there clearly is a media bias because half the country believes that Donald Trump's a racist white supremacist xenophobic, sexist, homophobic, all this stuff. I mean, it's not like Joe Biden said that marriage is between a man and a woman and whatnot. And now Joe Biden's trying to please everyone by fulfill, f 
quote-unquote fulfilling a campaign promise, the only reason he was able to get an endorsement that that would help him win, was it Pennsylvania? I think it was Pennsylvania, was to say that he was going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. And now they're going to do that, which if she's the most qualified candidate for that position, by all means, she should be approved. But we should not choose someone based on race or gender. We should choose on merit, not skin color, not your gender or your sex or whatever you want to say. Because that's, well, that's called affirmative action right there. You're trying to please a woke mob. That's completely unfair. You're, it's kind of hard to explain. People are like, ooh, white men have been taking over the system and whatnot. Because, because white men make up most of our country. That is the demographic. So no wonder you're going to have people who are white and men in office. Because that's the demo- that's most of the demographic. And there's also women and whatnot. But I think it's funny how they're discriminating against other people of color. Like Asians, Hispanics, Latinos. All Indians. Like, not Native Americans, but also, also Native Americans too. But people who have Indian ancestry from India. You're discriminating against all those people. And for what? To fulfill a campaign promise because your approval ratings are trash? I think that's what they're doing. I think the Democrats know that they're going to lose the House and the Senate in 2022. This next year, this upcoming season, they're afraid. They have so many things that they're trying to do. And they're trying to they're trying to infiltrate local elections. They're trying to make it so you can you don't need to prove your identity to vote. If you need to prove your identity to do any basic things, you have to prove your identity to get a job. You have to, there's so many things you have to prove your identity for who you are, or why not vote? A lot of people left saying, well, it's easier to buy a gun than it is to vote. You have to prove your identity to buy a gun. That makes no sense. How does that, how does that make sense? That logic is flawed. And if we're going to use that logic, I would totally love to have a gun mailed to my mailed to my address if we're going to do it like voting. Just like my last just like my last couple mail-in ballots have been. I'm kind of mad because Utah's been doing mail-in ballots only. A lot of people don't know that. And so it ruined my experience of going to the polls for the first time that I had been looking forward to since I was a little girl. They took that from me. Don't worry, guys. I'm joking. I'm not crying. Or maybe I am. Alright, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so that's just insane to me. How these people don't see what the Democrats are doing. And they call me a conspiracy theorist for pointing out the obvious corruption in it. And yeah, I'll call out the Republicans too. They're they're not perfect. (laughs) There are some people who are Republican loyalists who will say that it's the best party that's ever existed. There's no corruption, no nothing. 
any allegations of misconduct are false and all stuff. No, that's not true. You are going to have bad people with everything. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, why don't you say that about the left? Yeah, I'm going to say that about the left. There are people I do dis- I do agree with. In fact, if Tulsi Gabbard would have won the nomination and... Okay, so let me rephrase this. So, if I had to vote for a Democrat, it would be her. 100%. I love her. And she has struggled. Her campaign was... She sued Google because you could you could not find her campaign at all. You couldn't find her website unless you changed your location from the United States to another country, then it would pop up. And she was big time being censored by the media and she was very she was treated badly for her campaign run, but she the way she stood up to Kamala Harris, I will never forget that. I was even watching the Democrat primary debate and I was just sitting there and I was just like, whoa, this is crazy because she's doing this and she's calling out and she definitely stood out to me from all the Democrats out there. There was a couple people who are, I was like, oh, you're cool. Like Pete, I actually didn't think Pete Buttigieg was cool. I was just like, uh, well, you have Pete Buttigieg, you have Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, all these people sitting up. You have rambling Joe Biden and Honestly, I thought he was going to lose. And it was probably he was going to lose until he tried to get an endorsement from someone. I cannot remember their name. But they went on and said if they promised this, then he was going to win Pennsylvania. And he ended up winning Pennsylvania and won the, the primary. The 2020 election was crazy. And we're dealing with the consequences of it now we've been in our first year of biden and if you say that we're better off now than we were when trump was in office you're delusional because there's no way we would be better off it no there's no way canada has been in the news for about a week because of a freedom convoy taking place in protest of their vaccine mandates, which I'm surprised. You know it's serious when Canadians protest. It was crazy. And seeing all these videos give me hope that there's still people who believe in freedom. And I just, this is just so amazing to me. It makes me happy that other countries are not the only ones who are standing up for freedom. You also have Italy, Australia, you have all these different people, these different countries who are standing up for freedom. However, I have noticed that we're not doing anything. Now, there are rumors of a freedom convoy going on in America that will start from California and it will make its way to Washington, D.C., which I'm totally on board for. Like, it, that would be amazing. And, well, not, but we need to do something. Why are our Canadian brothers and sisters standing up to this when we're not? And I think it's amazing. They totally should. 100%. I'm on board with this Freedom Convoy. 100%. I'm just a little curious as to why we are not doing this. 
So this convoy, as of Wednesday, has grown to seemingly world record smashing length of 70 kilometers, 43 miles. 43 miles of a convoy. This is insane. Calls for freedom are being heard around the world. This is going to change. Now, Justin Trudeau has mysteriously disappeared after testing positive for COVID. Him and his family have moved to a secret location because of the Freedom Convoy. Nothing I've seen here. It's, it's 100% peaceful. In fact, there are people who are trying to go undercover and cause violence, but they're not. This one guy was walking around with a Confederate flag, or oh, it was the Confederate, I believe it was the Confederate flag, and people had went over to him and they were like, dude, why are you even here? Like, this isn't even right, like, whatnot. And he left. This guy left. And you can easily tell people, like the, not FBI, but like people who are trying to disguise themselves as protesters to instigate violence, they're usually have like a um, confederate flag just something just seems different about them they also are wearing a mask and trying to hide their identity and that's largely suspicious because as you know these patriots don't believe in masks or else they wouldn't be protesting this it's pretty easy to see but i've seen nothing on this being violent at all which is amazing it's amazing how they can peacefully protest, and I hope that, well, it's sad to say that I hope the United States will learn from them, but I do. Because you know Canadians, they're really peaceful, they're they're nice people, generally speaking. But, like, that's how you know it's bad, when a Canadian decides, you know what, no, this is enough, we're not gonna take this. And, awesome for them. Amazing for them. 100%. This is this is going to change. I feel like this is going to make a huge change, especially in our society, and will opening, and will probably red pill a lot of people, because people are trying to hide this. They're trying to hide how big this convoy actually is. They're trying to make it seem like a couple thousand, but a convoy that's forty three miles long. That's something you cannot ignore, and it's really hard to. Because people are, they're trying to hide it. They're trying to, they're turning off traffic cams to make it seem like no one's there. Or try and make it seem like there's not a lot of people, so it's not a big deal. But this is a huge deal. This is a huge deal. Especially for Canada. And I hope that America will, will take some advice from this and stand up finally we need the numbers. There are probably so many people who are afraid to stand up. And if you are and you are listening right now and you're not sure what's going on or not sure who to tell that you're this way, like, we're here for you. We will 100% support you. And yeah, you probably will lose family members and friends because of your beliefs. But you know what? You find better friends. Ones that fit your actual values and ones... Who don't stab you in the back when you don't align with their beliefs? 
I know it's a huge problem for a lot of people, and that's why that's why I feel like there's a silent majority is because people you see in the media that if you're a patriot or if you're this way, then you're racist, white supremacist, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic. Like, I can go through all the phobics right now. Some people can even go through it without taking a breath, and that is impressive. I remember this one friend invited me, she would call me Gracie, or she was racist, homophobic, she would just go on, like, without a breath, without taking a breath. I, I, I even, like, needed a water, because she was, she was tiring me out. <laughs> And, yeah, you will find people like that. You will find people who, no matter what you say or do, who will say that stuff. And it does suck to lose friends. It does suck to lose family members to that. But the thing is, our world has become this... It's always been, I will say, it's always kind of been this dark place. But our society right now especially is trying to normalize all of these stuff that shouldn't be normalized. And they're trying to do this so they can, I don't even know, like, their whole, they haven't told, none of them, my leftist friends have ever told me their evil plans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have any leftist friends anymore. They kind of all disagreed with me too much. Because I'm, for me, I'm willing to, if someone is willing to respect my opinion, I'm willing to respect theirs, and I can have peaceful debates, but then they wanted to call me racist, white supremacist, and all that stuff, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, no, you're not a real friend. You're not a real pal. So those people, yeah, you will come across those people in your life, 100%, no doubt. And this is kind of my, this is how I kind of want to segue into this next segment, and not segue, but I don't know the right words for that, but to tra- to kind of transition into this next little portion, because I, I want to address some stuff, and people have asked me many questions about this, and I feel like now is the perfect time to express and to answer these questions. <laughs> The number one question I get asked a lot, and I've been getting asked this for a little over a couple months now, especially as my page has started to grow and reach more people, is how do I deal with the hate? And this is a really common question. If you go to any Turning Point events, this is probably one of the most asked question in the whole, all in all the Q&As. And I feel like this does need to be addressed because I feel like people need to learn how to deal with it. Because we hear a lot, oh, really, don't let it get to you or whatnot. Don't do this, don't do that. Well, this is what I do. So, whenever someone, like, says something bad about me, whether it be about my political views, how I, the way I look, it... I've been attacked for pretty much everything for the way I look and also for political views and all the stuff I've been attacked for. And the one thing that I would stick to me was this advice that 
I don't even remember where I heard this from. Or if I just made it up along the way. I don't want to take credit for it because I don't want to copyright plagiarism rules. But I think to myself, will I remember this comment or who said this comment in a year? Will I remember this person? This person who takes time out of their day to say, screw you. Will I remember them? The answer most of the time, unless it's a family or friend, or alleged family or friend, because if they're really your family or their friend, they wouldn't say that stuff. But most of the time, the answer is no. Sometimes it doesn't even take a year. It takes a week or a day. And I think that's the best you can do, is think to yourself, if will I remember this bad thing this person said about me in a year? Like I said, most of the time it's no. And honestly, half the stuff I follow have followed this advice, and holy crap, like I've noticed that I've been better. And I felt better about myself because honestly, sometimes it depends on the day. Where I'm not, excuse me, where I'm not feeling too hot or I'm not feeling too good about myself and someone will comment and it'll make me feel bad. I still think of myself, Gracie, will you remember this person in a week or in a year, a month, however long you want to say? Will I remember this person? And I think to myself, No, I won't remember this person. I'll remember how it made me feel. So I have to say to myself, okay, well, what's a way you can combat that? That feeling, what's a thought that serves you? So when someone says, I'm trying to think of a good example that's not putting myself down. Because I don't, I struggle with putting myself down and whatnot. I've been pretty open about that. And pretty open about my mental health struggles. But I think to myself a thought that serves me. Why is this person saying what they're saying? Is it something wrong with their life? Or maybe, just maybe, you're doing the right thing. 90% of the time you are doing the right thing. Especially because you're going to get more opposition. Because the right way and the easy way are two. Two separate paths. So when you're doing the right thing and you're standing up for the right truths and you're speaking out, you are going to get a lot of pushback. Because it's not the easy path. And it will never be. When in the history of literature, film, television, has the easiest path been the right path? Or when has the person... Or when has the good guys ever been the people who promote being degrading others for their beliefs? It's interesting to me, because if you think of any movie, you think of the hero's journey, you think of all this stuff, and you think to yourself, when is the negativity in saying to these people what you're saying, when has that been the good side? When has that been the good guys? Stuff of the hero. It hasn't. And that's because you are on the right track. You are going to cause controversy. And you can't be afraid of it. 
if you want to speak out and you want to be true to yourself, you can't be you can't shy away from controversy because it will happen. You there's a lot of things that you risk every day. It it is a risk and a lot of people will say no, it's not a risk. It's so easy to speak out, but really no, it's not. If you're speaking out with the opinions that the media is, and yeah, if you're speaking out with the opinions of virtually any celebrity, the media, news, TV show, Hollywood, like anything, you speak out like in those opinions, it's going to be easy because everyone agrees with you. But when you're speaking out in truth, not everyone is going to agree. In fact, you're going to feel like most people don't agree with you and you're going to feel discouraged. It's bound to happen. But the one thing you can remember, and if this is the only thing you take away from this episode, then I'll be okay. If this helps at least one person, remember my advice. Will you remember this hate comment in a year? Will you remember? And I'll I'll say it again, just for the effect. Will you remember this hate comment in one year? I thought I would end on a positive note today. The, The Rams beat the 49ers to advance to the Super Bowl to play against the Cincinnati Bengals. And honestly, it was an... It was a fascinating game to watch. But I did think it was kind of funny how a certain California governor, mind you, this is in the middle of California, L.A. County, where there are tons of mandates, a certain governor by the name of Gavin Newsom was pictured maskless with Magic Johnson. And also, not only that, L.A., Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, and also San Francisco Mayor London Breed. All of these people were have masks required, and they took a picture. In fact, you can even read the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health saying masks are required for all attendees except for actively eating or drinking. And I don't know about you guys. LA is pretty strict on their rules. The rest of California, I've noticed, besides San Francisco Bay Area, is pretty lenient. Just from my experiences of visiting California. But yeah, once again, Governor Gavin Newsom being a total and complete hypocrite doesn't surprise me. But hey, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. And they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Let me know who you're going for. Are you going to go for the Rams or are you going to go for the Bengals? I'm personally, I'm going to go for the Rams, LA Rams. Because if you guys know, that's my where I'm from. And I can't stay away from my home, my hometown. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of We the People with Gracie Payne. We'll be back next week or maybe even a little later in the week. We'll see. Yeah, I hope you guys take care and have a wonderful day.
If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, if you are not already following me on Instagram, you go at GracieAnnPolitics underscore. Follow my getter, GracieAnnUSA. Twitter, GracieAnnUSA. And Telegram, GracieAnnPolitics.